Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. What we're doing here today is the Ask Wardy Show. I'm Wardy Harmon from traditionalcookingschool.com. My handle on most social media channels is at tradcookschool. I love traditional cooking. That's what we do at Traditional Cooking School. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. And we just love to bring back things like sourdough, which is what we're talking about today, but also dehydrating and preserving foods through fermentation, helping kids get in the kitchen and learn to cook real foods, Um, all the fundamentals of traditional cooking, where we really focus not only on the quality of the whole ingredients, but how we prepare them so they're optimal for our nutrition and digestion. Traditional cooking isn't necessarily more time-consuming. But you go back to a slower time when more care was taken about how food was prepared, how it was grown, and uh, your bodies just run more optimally if you pay attention to those things and you really think about the quality of the food you're eating and how you prepare it versus those empty calories that you see in so many, well, in the standard American diet. So I'm really glad you're here to join me for Ask Wardy. This is every Wednesday. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Replays are always up at Ask Wardy TV. This is episode number 12, which will be up at Ask Wardy TV within 24 hours. Right now, there's 11 other episodes waiting for you if you like what you see. You can follow at Trad Cook School on Periscope, or you can go hit up the, uh, uh, the replays, askwardy.tv. I take your questions about traditional cooking, and there are several ways to submit them. Today, I have a question from Connie L. about sourdough starter. Um, hi, Sev. Uh, if you want to submit a question for Ask Wardy, you can tweet me. Use the handle, sorry, use the hashtag Ask Wardy with the hand to the handle at Trad Cook School. That will reach me. Uh, if you're not on Twitter, no big deal. Email works because everybody has email. It's Wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E, at AskWardy.tv. So as we get into today's episode, I'm going to have a free gift for you. We're going to talk about sourdough starter. I, again, just want to encourage you to use those hearts and share, and just thank you so much for being here. This gets more fun every week, and I think we have a record number of people on. I don't know if I've ever seen 63 in the bottom corner yet, so this is fantastic. And did you know, I'm not going to probably stop saying this ever, but you are assigned a heart color. Right now it looks very Easter-ish, pinks and purples and greens and blues. Um, So see if you can find what heart color you are as you tap the screen if you're live with us today. Okay, so we're talking about sourdough starter today. So before we get into that, I want to make sure you know about a free gift I have for you, and that is free instructions for how to make your own sourdough starter. You can get those instructions if you follow this link. If you're on a mobile device, or on your computer, you could take a screenshot right now, tradcookschool.com slash free starter. So free sourdough starter instructions. There's actually a video there that I made to give you the what and why behind it. 
because uh, I think it's really important that you understand what's going on in your sourdough starter. That helps you take better care of it. It helps it work better for you in your kitchen because this is as much of an appliance as your mixer or your food processor. This is an amazing live culture that does a ton of work for you to make your baked goods more nutritious and digestible, to rise them, to add flavor, to make them the texture wonderful. Anyway, I just, I couldn't live without my sourdough starter. Um, so if you want to know how to make one, a really good one, very simple, just flour and water. The instructions are at tradcookschool.com slash free starter. It's actually a video and instructions of instructions available for you there. Okay, so we're going to get into Connie's question. I'm going to read it out to you and then I'll discuss it. She says, I have tried wheat sourdough a couple times in the past and eventually went the way of the dodo bird <laughs> because the taste went off. So my theory is that the local bacteria up here in Northern Ontario aren't conducive to good sourdough. Is that possible? I thought that perhaps next time I would buy a San Francisco starter culture or something, but it seems to me that it would eventually be overpowered by the local bacteria with the same end result. Is that correct? This is a wonderful question, Connie. Something is making a sound. Like my phone or my camera or something. Did you guys hear that? Okay, well, it stopped. Hopefully, whatever it is is okay. So I want to start answering your question, Connie, by telling you the story of my sourdough starter. My sourdough starter doesn't have a name. We call it the starter. Um, so many people name their sourdough starters, though. And you guys are already saying Sev is definitely her baby Elmo. You heard the sound too. Okay, hopefully it won't come back. So if you've got a name for your sourdough starter, type it in the comments. You guys can share that information. It'll be fun. Um, so anyway, I started a number of years ago with a sourdough starter from Cultures for Health. It was the New England sourdough starter. I read that it was very easy to take care of, very versatile in all parts of the world, and I started it and worked it with it for a couple years. And then my daughters were at the age where they were getting interested in the kitchen and we were doing lots more sourdough stuff. In fact, we were putting together the sourdough e-course for you at traditional cooking school. And they said, mom, we want to start our own sourdough starters. And at that point we were cooking with spelt. So they started their own sourdough starters with spelt and we had mine, which was not exactly like this, but this is, you know, a great, 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 great granddaughter. <laughs> on the counter and we had their two beginning ones. And theirs took off great and mine took a big nosedive. Um, and it was because of an organism change. It was right by theirs and theirs were in flux with all the organisms and the culture getting started. You know in a sourdough starter it's an ecosystem of beneficial yeasts and bacteria. <clears throat> the yeast rise the bread. Um, both organisms produce acids, part of which give us that great um, sour flavor, but also which preserve your bread. It's like one of them produces vinegar and vinegar is a good preservative. So it helps your bread last longer. But anyway, so their little ecosystems were just taking off and the organisms were, you know, probably fighting it out. Who's going to get a foothold? And mine took a nosedive because of, um, all the little yeasties and bacteria in the air were probably affecting this culture. Um, so mine went off, I would call it off started smelling bad. It didn't rise. It wasn't bubbly. Theirs were doing great. And mine, like you said, went the way of the dodo bird, but I didn't toss it. I kept going and it transitioned out of that and it became a new starter. It became what it had been from the new England starter 
and and I had been feeding our flower in our own local organism, so it had changed to rebalance for our home. And then my daughters started their sourdough starters, and it went through another phase, and it actually looked like it was going to have to be tossed, but I just kept at it, and the smell bounced back, and its activity bounced back. Um, and it just got back to a new normal. If I if I had looked at it in a microscope before and after, would I have seen a difference? Who knows? Probably. I think it was different. And so then at that point, we had three starters on the counter that were virtually, well, they weren't the same. Mine had come from something else, but I don't know what had lasted from the very beginning. But they were all the same level activity. We were feeding them the same flour. We were using them interchangeably in recipes. So we just combined all three into one. And we were using spelt. And then in the last year, I started using einkorn, a very ancient grain. It's been wonderful for our digestion, nutrition. We just absolutely love it. And I just simply started my feeding, started feeding my starter einkorn. And it went through a little bit of a transition, but it pretty much took to it right away. And so now this, I don't know, what could you call it? Iteration four of my sourdough starter, which is fed with einkorn. Um, so that's my sourdough starter story. You all probably have stories that are similar. You've probably noticed that your starter's gone through phases. It could be a seasonal thing. It could be you change the flower source. Who knows? But starters go through phases. So Connie, your question is great. The taste went off. You think it went the way of the dodo bird. Is it going to happen again if you, if you get a New England starter or a San Francisco starter or whatnot? So let's talk about all those issues. I've told you my story because I think it's important um, and it'll become clear as I go through these other three points I want to make. The first thing is just to talk about the local bacteria issue when you're starting a starter. Which you said you've done it a couple times in the past and eventually went the way of the dodo bird. Um, and is your northern Ontario bacteria just not conducive? Well, it's possible. There are areas of the world where it's harder to start a sourdough starter. When we lived in the Central Valley in um, California, I could not for the life of me start a sourdough starter. I tried so many times and every time it developed this really thick layer of mold. And I gave up on sourdough um, for a couple years. And now I think, could I have revived it? Possibly, maybe I'd stuck it out, I don't know. But I declared that I cannot get a sourdough starter going here, so I'm just not going to. Maybe now if I was to try, because I know a lot more, I've had a lot more experience, maybe I could have done something, I don't know. But back then I decided, that, um, you know, I just can't grow a sourdough starter here. And I had some friends with the same experience. So it is possible that there are geographies where the molds and yeasts and everything in the air are just going to fight against you starting your own sourdough starter and it'll be harder, in which case you might want to look at acquiring one. But before I'd conclude, before I'd ever conclude that the geography is not going to work, I would definitely look at other more obvious things because people have used sourdough all over the world. And even in areas where people claim, I can't get one going here, there's somebody who has gotten one going there. So I would look at other things and I'm gonna go through them. First, I'd look at, um, is your flour whole grain? You said wheat sourdough, I don't know if it was whole wheat or whatever, but are you starting a starter with whole grain flour? Because whole grain flour has all of, you know, the whole entire berries ground and it just so happens that the naturally abundant organisms that are mostly going to start your sourdough starter are on the outer part of that berry. So if you have white flour where it's been sifted or heaven forbid bleached, um, if it's, you know, off the shelf at the grocery store, it doesn't have any organisms in it to start a sourdough starter. So your best bet for a sourdough starter is fresh ground whole grain flour because it's going to have a lot of organisms. They're not going to have died over time and they're not going to have been bleached or chemicaled away. 
Is chemical the word? <laughs> it isn't. So look at your flour. Is it whole grain, fresh as possible flour? Also look, are you using a consistent source of flour while you're building up your starter? You don't want to change it when it's um, in flux because those organisms are battling it out to get mature and to create a stable system. Um, you know, make sure it's not around other ferments. Like I told you, mine took a nosedive because it was next to my two daughters, but even worse than that is sourdough starter when you're making cheese or sourdough starter near your kombucha. Don't start a sourdough starter around other ferments because you're, it's going to have competition to get going. And when it's getting going, it's just a very fragile thing. You want to give it a good start. Um, also, make sure it's not too hot or not too cold. So right around room temperature is a great temperature to start a sourdough starter. Uh, are you doing regular feedings according to the, you know, the procedure that you're following for starting the starter and maintaining the starter? If you're skipping feedings, it could be going without a food source and then the wrong organisms are getting stronger. So make sure it's regular feedings. If it's very hot weather, you want to do more feedings rather than less, like some in the hot Summer, I might do three feedings rather than two. In the winter, maybe you can get away if your house is cold with one feeding a day. Uh, but if you're heating your house, it's two feedings a day for a good starter that's going to perform for you. Um, what else? You might try another flower. Like some people say, I cannot get a starter going with whole wheat flour, and then they try one with rye, and it works great. Or you could try spelt, or you could try einkorn. There's other flowers you can try. Um, and the final thing I want to mention that you could look at is your water. What kind of water are you using? Is the water contaminated? If it's well water, maybe you have something in your well water that's competing, and so you go get some filtered water, spring water, Distilled water. Distilled water is not the best because it has no minerals in it, and our cultures love minerals. But um, so I definitely look at spring or filtered water. Or if you're on city water and you're not dechlorinating or taking out the fluoride, yes, I've used einkorn. I love it. Um, says Heavens for All. So look at your water and make sure it's really good water. Um, and if you do all those things and your starter goes the way of the dodo bird, it goes off and it's not going to bounce back, then maybe you can say it's geography. But you got to try all those things first, okay? So this, the third thing I want to talk about, um, first I told you our story. Second, I want to talk about starting a starter and how local bacteria could affect that. Now I want to talk about local bacteria overpowering a purchase starter. Like you mentioned, you might get the San Francisco starter, but is the same thing going to happen again? Okay, so the difference between purchasing or acquiring a starter from a friend, an established starter, and starting your own, there's a big difference. An established starter that you bring in is an already established, strong, colony, mature starter. Whether it's dried, that you have to revive it, or whether it's, like I give little jars of this all the time to local friends who want to get into sourdough. This is established and mature and strong. The ecosystem, the balance of organisms in here is strong. It's going to be hard to kill. Um, having said that, you do have to do the regular feedings and everything. But this is a lot harder to go off than a starter that you're just beginning. Because the starter you're just beginning, who knows what balance of organisms are in there. And it's not, I wouldn't consider it mature for several weeks. You can bake with it if it's performing well after three to five days, but it's not mature for, well, it's not really even, it's not even mature for several weeks, but it's at least a lot stronger in three to four weeks of good behavior than it was on day three. And, um, but after weeks or months, you have an established colony here. 
So what you want to do is don't worry about purchasing it. If you decide you're going to purchase a starter and bring it in like a San Francisco starter or a New England starter like I did at first, you're not going to necessarily have the same issue. Am I going to guarantee that you won't? No. But those that's an established culture, it's going to be a lot harder for it to go off. Um, if it does go off, like I told you about my my starter next to my two daughters' new ones and it went down, it's a lot easier to revive or just wait it out uh, to bring it back. Just give it a transition time of regular feedings and TLC because it very likely will bounce back. However, it's probably going to be a new balance of organisms or a, um, I don't know what I called it before, but mine, by the time it was shared with my two daughters' starters, it was on, you know, at least... Um, iteration number three of a different balance of organisms. I'm positive. Of course, I didn't look under a microscope and it's my own conjecture, right? So, you know, quote me on it, but don't quote me on it. Um, so I guess what I want to say is you have a very good chance of acquiring a starter and it doing very well for you and not going bad. Better than if you did have a geography issue and you were starting from scratch. It doesn't mean that if you acquire a starter, it's not going to change, but change is actually good because it's your home and your yeasties and bacteria and everything you're doing in your house. So change is good. You want to acquire a starter and you want to get it used to your environment because it's, it's going to perform well if it's transitioned and used to your environment. It's when it's transitioning and getting used to a new environment that you might notice that it's less active or smells off or whatnot. About the San Francisco starter in particular, as I told you, a starter is a, is a colony of bacteria and yeast. And the San Francisco starter in particular has a very strong bacterial colony of lactobacilli, stronger than any other starter that I've, that I've heard of. So that's what gives it the very sour taste. It also makes it really, really hard to change. So if you were going to start with the San Francisco starter, I would say just from, you know, I'm just speaking from my experience and conjecturing here, but I would say that it's the least likely to change much based on your local geography. However, it has that very distinct sour flavor that you might not ever uh, get away from. So if you like San Francisco sour, go for it. If you and your family don't really care for sour, I would actually say choose a different starter to acquire. If you go to carlsfriends.org, um, this is a U.S. organization. Carl has an Oregon Trail sourdough starter, and he has passed away, but it's hundreds of years old. I don't know, maybe a hundred, but anyway, lots and lots of years old, and it's a piece of Oregon Trail history, and his friends keep it alive, and all you do is send in a self-addressed stamped envelope along with a donation, which is optional, and they'll send you back flakes of this starter. So it's kind of free, but donations are encouraged, of course, uh, so you could acquire one that way. You could also go to culturesforhealth.com. They have a number of different starters. Mine that I chose to start with at the very beginning was the New England starter, and I was very happy about that because it wasn't too sour. It's very versatile and well-suited kind of for anywhere in the world. Um, the final thing it, that I wanted to talk about here to answer your question, Connie, it sounds like you've started a starter already in the past. I don't know if you're using my instructions, though, so the last thing I would recommend is just that if you haven't yet tried my instructions, please do. And this is an invitation for everybody here, tradcookschool.com slash freestarter. At that link, and feel free to take a screenshot, you will find a video and instructions for starting a starter. The instructions are for whole wheat, uh, but you can use spelt or einkorn. I have done it with all of them. Um, so it really, really works. 
So do we have questions? I did see <clears throat> um, when I was speaking, there were some questions coming up. One of them was, do you use einkorn? Yes, I exclusively use einkorn today. Uh, up, up until the last year or so, I used spelt for many years, and before that I used whole wheat, but we do so well with our allergies and our overall health using ancient grains that were sold on einkorn. And I have a whole class at Traditional Cooking School, Einkorn Baking, and I redid the starting your starter um, instructions <clears throat> specifically for einkorn, there's a couple differences. So if you're a member of traditional cooking school, you have access to that, how to start a starter with einkorn. If you're not a member, here's your invitation. We'd love to have you there. The information is tradcookschool.com slash ecourse, E-C-O-U-R-S. Got a comment that Nourishing Traditions has, a, uh, has instructions for starting a rye starter. The difference between the Nourishing Traditions starter and mine is that Nourishing Traditions asks you to put like a grain of commercial yeast in it. And we don't do that. We just start with flour and water, whatever flour and water. I did see a comment earlier, can you use oat flour? I've never heard of starting a sourdough starter with oat flour. I would choose, um, either if you're gluten-free, I would choose a boosted brown rice flour. If you can do gluten, I would choose whole wheat, rice, belt, or einkorn. Lisa is saying, is whole wheat pastry flour okay? <clears throat> I think it might be okay to start a starter, but pastry flour is not good for bread because it doesn't have the, uh, the structure and the gluten to make a good bread. It's more for pastries. And I just missed the last question that came up. Oh, okay. And so Pinchy Sue, who said the Nourishing Traditions has a rye recipe, says she never added the yeast particle. Well, good for you. Uh, I don't... I, commercial yeast is so different from sourdough and the organisms aren't even in a sourdough starter so I personally don't even understand why you'd add a commercial yeast grain to a sourdough starter that you're trying to build up completely different organisms. It makes no sense to me. It, it, it seems to tell me that there would be extra competition and what you're trying to do is nurture the natural uh, yeasts and bacteria. Thank you so much everyone for continuing to, to spread the hearts. So if you have questions, uh, Put them in, otherwise I will wrap up here. We just have a couple minutes left. So, uh, re quick recap. Your free sourdough starter instructions, tradcookschool.com slash free starter. If you need a gluten-free option, just email back when you get these instructions and ask Millie and she'll give you the gluten-free. Um, my house is too cold for my starter help. You could try on the fridge. If you have a dehydrator, you could do that. Just barely turn it on. You could also, um, if you have a gas oven, you could put it in the oven with a pilot light, not on, but just the pilot light. So you have options there. You could wrap in towels. You could use a seedling warming mat. Um, if sprouted flour is okay, yes, sprouted flour is okay. Yep, you can definitely do sprouted flour. Um, so thank you all for coming. Remember, I host this show every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Replays are up at askwardy.tv. But of course, please join me live when you can right at periscope.tv slash tradcookschool or um, on the app at tradcookschool in the Periscope app. If you're not yet following me, please do. That way your phone or your device will let you know when I'm on and you can join the fun. I also do record my, my podcast, Know Your Food with Wardy, live on Periscope nearly every week. However, this week <clears throat> I didn't. We went over to Blab because I had a guest. So there's no podcast coming up tomorrow, but we'll be back to normal next year. Um, we have, I don't know, something about gluten-free. You love doing gluten-free sourdough. I'm, I'm not sure I caught that. Uh, let's see. The other thing is, um, 
just thank you for being here. And if you want a refresher on this, of course, or you're coming in later, the replay is up at AskWardy.tv within 24 hours. Just look for episode 12 of Ask Wardy. Okay, everyone. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy your sourdough starter. I look forward to getting more questions for you for future episodes and, of course, seeing you here again. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash TradCookSchool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.